0: Hello. Hi. Hello. Um, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of my Inside Voice podcast, I guess. Um, I am, uh, in the car. It's almost 2am. Um, it's like gorgeous outside, I think. Like, also there's like nobody on the roads which is, like, even better. Um, I, I think I'm becoming, like, more introverted as I really enrage and, uh, not enrage, but really ravage my divine feminine. I think the need to be extroverted and talk to everybody and to perform and to be this, spectacle for people so they feel more comfortable or they feel more included or they feel like they can volley off of me um, is sort of dissipating and I'm not so focused on other people. Um, I'm just focused on myself um, and how I want to be in the world and what feels good to me and what lights my fire and what sparks my emotional uh range so it's it's really interesting as i go more internal i feel the need to just be in my feminine a lot more and understand that it's more valuable um at this point and i think I don't think I'll ever go back like I think my masculine is here to stay in a foundational sense like I was able to heal my divine masculine in a way where it can definitely worship my divine feminine and act as a platform to raise my divine feminine but my divine feminine will always be the place that I love from that I create from, that I, like, exist from, and it's really interesting to really fall into that, um, so yesterday I was just, like, so I don't sleep, right, like, I don't, I haven't slept in, like, I sleep, but I sleep in the day, I don't sleep at night anymore, um, obviously it's, like, 2am, and I'm, like, fucking driving, you know what I mean, I'm not really, like i'm more a night owl and i thought i was like such a morning person and i think i do appreciate mornings but i think nighttime and being alive in the nighttime really allows me to be in my feminine more um the moon is really setting me up for a lot of beautiful things and allows me to um, be myself and allows the darkness and the the space the empty space to really shine um also I think that I'm a night person which I never thought I was I always forced myself to go to sleep I always had to take things uh, medicine, gummies, whatever it was, to to go to sleep. My natural tendency is not to sleep. Like, I'm an insomniac, and my natural tendency is to not be up early. It actually makes me feel really sick. It does a lot to my nervous system that I don't like. Um, I love being productive, but it's, like, not at the cost of what really lights me up and what, what my natural self-wants which is to sleep in the day which is to not wake up at night uh not wake up in the morning which is to to really be in a place of um this velvety undercarriage of the universe and to exist in this beautiful darkness that really lights me up I don't know it's it's really like it's giving me a lot of hope to be like this, or maybe it's just me admitting to myself that I want more of this and I need to give it up. I need to stop pretending like I'm something else when I'm not. I need to stop, I need to admit that I love the way that I am for everything that it is. Um, but yeah, so last night I was just kind of thinking and, and, um, like being in a space of, uh, or actually, it started two nights ago. It started on the full moon. The full moon in Pisces, man, that really opened me up. That really gave me something because I think a pathway was created. So I was—I have this theory about—I have the—it's th- the three door theory uh, for my life. So the three door theory is. For me to get everything that I want, for me, for my life to actually feel like it's my life and not just some, and, and for me to actually feel like I'm authentic in my life and I and my life really matters and to have purpose, I ha- I, I've been needing to unlock these three doors. And they're all parts of me, um, but the first one is Divine Masculine, so Him, capital H. I've needed to activate, heal, nourish, love, understand, and integrate my divine masculine for a really long time. Now, this does not mean that I operate from the divine masculine. It just means that my divine masculine needs to be healed and forgiven and loved and understood, and therefore can create this foundation for everything else to come to to be built on, right? So that was the first door. And I spent all summer last summer healing him and protecting him and loving him and nourishing him and um, dressing his wounds and addressing. excuse me, addressing all of the failure and all of the the mistakes and all of the anger and resentment that I had towards the divine masculine, I healed that. And then the divine masculine was able to go to work and build for me what I needed, right? I needed a foundation, I needed stability, I needed sense of self, I needed purpose, I needed a place that I could go divine feminine could go to interact with herself and create and all of that so i did that the second door is the door to the divine so god universe i've always had a good relationship with the divine and god and all of that but it was always tied to religion it was always tied to something that didn't feel authentic to me um so when I opened that door to God, it really forced me to like uh, reestablish a tie um, to really give in to what I believe God and the universe has in store for me, and what God means, and what the universe does and the purpose that I have in the universe that I wouldn't have been able to unlock this door if I wasn't able to activate and heal my divine masculine. So that's the second door. So we have divine masculine and then we have divinity itself. And then the third door which I believe was just unlocked two days ago during the full moon in Pisces is the divine feminine. So my inner voice, my intuition, my self, my heart, my gut. Um, That is the divine feminine. That is where God travels. That is where God resides um, in a human vessel, right? And it was really kind of eye-opening. I did this exercise with the divine feminine with somebody Um, It was subconscious, but it really cracked me open on the full moon. Not even cracked me, it just like completely obliterated any sort of walls that I had. Um, And I was kind of scared and I denied it for a really long time. The next day I was just like very rigid and stubborn and just felt awful. And then I just started to like let it go because you can't cling on to something that's not there. I tried to cling on to walls. I tried to say that, you know, I'm not like that and I need to focus and blah blah blah, but it just nothing was there. So I was just sort of um Oh, there's a, an animal on the road. I think it's a cat. That's pretty cool. And I just tried to deny my natural my natural way of being, which is typical me. Um, And then I opened up and the door was flung open with this intensity and aggression that only, (laughs) only I could do it with. And it wasn't a want, it was a need. It wasn't something that I uh, asked for. It was something that I was begging for. And it really made me think about what I, how I want to be in the world and, and the way that I want to walk through the world and I want to see the world. And this was a long time coming. This is not, you know, I talked about this in the last episode. The full moon was just the peak of it. But I had been building and building and building to this opening for a really long time since I went on this like really conscious journey to heal the parts of myself that I just could not get through and um, it was really uh, scary and I'm still scared because I'm not used to being this vulnerable with myself and feeling so intensely and allowing myself to attach again to myself. It's not like I'm attaching to people. It's not like I'm, you know, giving up my heart unprotected. Um, There's a really big difference between being open and vulnerable. And I think I discussed this in my last, uh, maybe I did. I don't know. Maybe I didn't. But there's a difference between being open and vulnerable and closed and vulnerable if you're open and vulnerable the world is at your feet but if you're closed and vulnerable you are a chronic overshare trauma bonder and that closes all of the doors that you want open to have the life that you want um there's a sprinkler on so i'm gonna fucking leave um it's all over the place and I have my windows open, so I'm definitely going to park somewhere else. Um, Oh, and I, uh, again, denying my natural way of being for a really long time. I actually want to go to the other parking lot. Um, and it really got to me. I was like, what am I doing wrong? Oh, look, there's a heart. Okay. Anyways. Um, what am I doing wrong? What am I not doing? And it was just not being yourself, myself. The world was asking me to be myself. And this whole summer has been an exercising exercise in being myself and actually discovering who that is and what that is and what that means and um, how I interact with the different parts of myself that are so hard to love in my eyes, that are so... Um, silly goofy and weird and crooked and not perfect and the world forced me to look at all of those parts and said well this is you you know this is what you're gonna be this is who you are are you able to love this enough to know that this is enough like, you are enough in every single way that you are enough. And it was really hard for me to admit that. I, I, I went through rounds of self-healing and self-fixing and self-improvement, and I just couldn't get it. I tried to be somebody else. I tried to be a combination of somebody else. I tried to be myself watered down. I tried to be myself insane. I was everything that I shouldn't be and it obviously wasn't working for me and I was anxious and sad and angry and resentful and clingy and just all of the wrong things and it just felt like this loop that I just couldn't get out of. Um, When you get in touch with your divine feminine and you unlock that third door, for me anyway, it just meant breaking the cycle of So the the difference between like inner voice and inner monologue is that inner voice comes from your heart, from your gut, your intuition, from God, from the divine feminine. It is the divine feminine. The inner monologue is your brain. And usually the voices are very different. The, The inner monologue, at least that's the way it is for me, the inner monologue in my brain are... Everybody else's voices, my mom, my dad, my sister, my grandmother, my uncle, my cousins, my, ev- my friends, my co-workers, my bosses, like everything, everybody but me. And so that's why it becomes this like choir of noise and anxiety and just this self-hate, this self-hate, this self-loathing that just doesn't end. And it's like this cycle and the brain, the reason why it's in the mind, it's in the brain is because the brain tries to keep us safe and the way that it tries to, same with the ego, tries to keep us safe by recognizing familiar, familiarity, like familiar things, regardless if it's healthy for you or not. If it's familiar, the brain will take it, use it, and then create a reality with it. So it it's very hard to get out of that loop right? Because again, it's looking for familiar. It's looking for things that have already been done before to keep it safe. The, the mind and the ego want safety and predictability and just this like mundane sort of reality, right? Which keeps you, like I said, safe. So I've fed into that right because that's who I thought I was I want to be safe I want to be protected and because I never received any of those in my external world my mind decided to take whatever the external world gave me and thought that it was thought was safety my mind took it and decided to loop me into this reality of what it thought safety was and it turns out that it was actually the most dangerous thing for me. And so that is what an inner monologue is. That is how your feminine and your masculine and God and all of these things get so fucked up. Because you listen to your mind. You're, in my mind, in, in my case, I listen to my sick, deranged, mentally ill, exhausted, um, last resort, this is all I have, desperate, clinging mind. And so my mind is tired, right? There's nothing wrong with what my mind is doing. It's just doing what it does, but it's just an overdrive in constant fight or flight or freeze mode, constant survival mode all the time. And so following my mind is wrong now because now that I have this like pathway to my gut, to my intuition, to my inner divine feminine, my mind can finally take a break. And this is not an easy transition. This mind is a control freak. The ego is a control freak. They have been running the show for so long, even though they're tired and they don't need to be doing this, they do it because they feel they have no choice. Does that remind you of a certain somebody who lives out her life just like that? Yeah, it's pretty fucking familiar. So it turns out that whatever you follow eternally is what makes your external reality. I have spent my whole life protecting people that don't need protection. I've spent my whole life trying to keep people safe that do not need my protection, that do not need me to fight for them, that do not need me to be in their corner the way that I have been but I want to keep them safe but I want to keep their lives predictable but I want to be the reliable one and I have killed myself and exhausted myself and that is exactly what my mind does to me and so I have no choice but to be this fucking slave on the external world too but now I have decided to give my mind a break I have decided to say okay I have this new girl a new diva has entered the villa This new baddie has entered the villa, and she's pumped. She's ready. She's had thirty in my mind. She's in my case. She's had thirty-eight years of just constant denial. I have not listened to her. I have not followed her. I have not. I have not nourished her the way that she needed, and she is ready and here to protect me now. She's ready in here to offer her advice, to, to lead me into my promised land. And uh, that's the third door, right? Like, that's, that's my, um, that's kind of the final round. And so now it's just kind of a practice of listening to my heart, following her, understanding that my intuition and my gut are really fucking right and they will never lead me astray. And when I trust that, I trust myself, I trust God, I trust the universe, anxiety low, reality different. So it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, it's a theory that I'm still kind of working out and I'm still trying to play with in real life in terms of like what that looks like. How does that work logistically and into this material world? But I'm not thinking about it too much, to be honest. I don't need to. You know, I think I've done the legwork. I've done the work that needs to be done to make this sort of happen. And now it's just sort of me blindly leading uh uh, following my heart and that seems really scary and that seems for me anyway it seems really scary and and something that I caught myself earlier today like uh can you really trust this and I was really questioning can I really trust myself and oh I forgot I left this off so the mind has different voices in itself that's the inner monologue the inner voice the inner um uh yeah the inner voice that's your voice that's only your voice that is you wholeheartedly and entirely um that's why it's the inner voice because it's just an internal compass of what your vessel already speaks into the external so why wouldn't you trust that more but for me like i trust others more than I would ever trust myself Um, but now it's like I have no choice but to trust myself because I don't I don't have anybody else on the external and everybody that I have on the in the external world their voices don't seem right to me anymore they don't seem correct they don't seem reliable anymore they're not keeping me safe they're actually just not supposed to be in in me Like they're not supposed to dictate my life, right? And I'm watching this show while I'm re-watching this show. It's called Early Bird and it's a Turkish drama, which is kind of my thing right now. And it's really fucking good. Like it's really good. And the first time I watched it, I watched it for like the love story, obviously. Now that I'm watching it, I kind of am really like paying attention to the two main characters, uh, Sonam and John. And Sunum is, like, I didn't really understand her the first time that I watched it. I was like, why is she so like this? Like, she's so annoying. She's so stupid. Like, she doesn't trust herself, blah, blah, blah. And she's always getting into these insane situations. And I get, like, it's a show and the insanity needs to happen. But it's like, why is she so annoying to me? And it's because she was not listening to her heart. She was not listening. To, she didn't know how. She always assumed that everybody else knew better than herself. And she was kind of following her inner monologue, which it comprised of her sister, her parents, her neighbor, her fucking friend, her friend's brother, like everybody else except herself. And then she started to and then it's funny the way that they did this. I think it's so brilliant. Um, in kind of into season one like the 15th episode or something the 16th, she starts to get an inner voice and that inner voice is all her like it's her voice and I think that's when she kind of like wakes up because first of all she meets the love of her life and, and she admits to herself that she has feelings for him and, and that he's like the one for her and that's when her divine feminine clicks on and her divine feminine comes online and she's able to like really hear herself and um finally kind of activate but you know that that's not it doesn't end there right and I think this show is so indicative of like how we deny ourselves so much and then once we address the elephant in the room and really start to follow our hearts, it's harder than we think. The transition from mind to what really matters is really fucking hard. It's really fucking hard to 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 trust yourself when you've gone your entire life not trusting yourself. Um it's very frustrating. It's very like uh, upsetting and cry worthy. Uh, It's very confusing too. Like you don't really know what the fuck is going on, but there's this voice that's calling to you, right? And you can't deny it either. You can't deny what you feel anymore. It's louder than anything that you've ever heard before. And it's like, why can't I just shut it up? Why can't I just go back to my old life? And and you try, you try, you try to go back to your old life. You try to go back to what was once safe and predictable, but not what you're meant to be. And you try to go back and it's like you go back and it feels good for, the, for a couple seconds. And um, you're like, okay, this is like really this is what I'm meant to and then the voice comes back and says no and you're like fuck why not (laughs) like why why isn't this right it was right for so long why why isn't this right anymore and you know in the show they create this like romance angle thank god and you know but but in real life like I I see that as like in my own life as something that um clicked on on the full moon in pisces and that was the moment where i was like oh fuck like i can't go back to my old life i can't go back thinking that my old life is is good for me anymore and what do I mean by old life? I mean old patterns, old exes, old relationships. And it's funny, Venus retrograde has really, has really pulled this out in me and has really done like a three-week intensive boot camp on my heart. And now as uh, Venus retrograde is, is ending now, September 3rd, it and, and it ended with the full moon in Pisces, like it, this is serendipitous. This is what was meant to happen this is what we do this is how the third door gets unlocked and it's really fucking kind of perfect and sort of godly right this is all divine timing i had no idea what was gonna happen i i knew that i was gonna like venus retrograde because i kind of like retrogrades Because I do like reflecting, but I didn't know what else, like what, what this was going to bring. I knew that it was going to be something interesting. I thought it was just going to be me talking to my exes, to be honest. I thought it was just going to be that, but I didn't know that it was going to be like this. And of course it happens at the end, the later, you know, the later stages, which makes sense. Oh God. Um, the cop is looking at me and I hope that I don't get caught by the cop. I hope he doesn't, um, see anything. I hope he never caught me, which is great. I was, I had the phone in my fucking hand and, uh, I don't now. So that was really good. I don't think he was looking at me. Um, and if he was looking at me, then he let me go because I'm pretty. So, uh, yeah. So anyways, so it makes sense that the later stages of something would really make the impact because that's kind of how I've lived my entire life. Uh, later stages of my life have really hit home. Um, I age backwards apparently, so I don't know, but yeah, I just, um, It's kind of crazy, I'm still not sure, like I'm still working it out, I'm still not sure like what this means, but I think that's just me trying to rationalize things and I just have to go with it. I just have to go with the flow and understand that whatever is gonna happen is gonna be the best for me and that um, my heart really is the driver at this point and I trust her even though I don't trust her. You know what I mean? Like she is everything that I could ever want. Um, And I have no idea what that is. Um, I'm gonna pick up my phone again because I have to look like that I'm talking to somebody on the phone, but it's just me uh, talking to myself. Um, Hopefully uh, people can uh, just avoid looking at me, but I'm the only girl probably on the road right now um and it's really uh yeah anyways so just driving away from the cars but yeah so this is what's happening um i needed to make an episode on it because i needed to work it out i'm not really sure what this journey holds uh, or this next stage in my life holds, but I don't think that's the point. Um I'm sort of in this heart centered phase, this this love, this contentment, this fulfillment and knowing that I'm put on this earth for something way, way more. And I uh I don't know if I'm ready for it, but I'm going in. Um, My favorite card, one of my favorite cards in the tarot deck is the fool. And, you know, I am that. I am very foolish when it comes to my divine feminine. She just brings it out in me. Um, She shakes me up and is like, you don't need to know anything. You just need to follow uh, what the divine masculine has laid out for us and take his hand Um, in terms of like how that'll manifest in the world I have no idea or what that looks like in the external plane I have no idea Um, I'm just happy to be here and I hope you are too I love you